Welcome to GSA Fast Focus, a look at what is happening throughout GSA's Federal Acquisition Service in this episode. GSA's Fast Region 2 Regional Commissioner Jeff Lau and the newly named executive sponsor of the Fast Process Automation Center joins us to talk about that new automation hub, as well as robotic process automation and how it fits in the agency's overall strategy. We'll also run down some of the webinars and CLP opportunities coming up in the next couple of weeks. And we will also put a few fascinating facts in Fast Focus. Welcome back to Fast Focus, a look at what is happening throughout GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. I'm Joan Kornbluth, and in just a few minutes, I'll be talking with Jeff Lau, GSA's Fast Region 2 Regional Commissioner and the executive sponsor of the Fast Process Automation Center. But first, you know there is always something new happening with GSA's multiple awards schedule. So if you have got questions about the latest mass updates or you just need a simple clarification of an abbreviation, that you see popping up in the solicitation, you can get your questions answered during the next Mass Office Hours on Thursday, February 18th. What am I talking about? Well, GSA's monthly Mass Office Hours are your chance to engage with Mass experts and policymakers for a live Ask Me Anything that is also taped. That means you can gain some new knowledge even if you can't make the live broadcast. The next Mass Office Hours session is scheduled for 2 p.m. Eastern, that is 1 Central, 12 Mountain, 11 Pacific, on Thursday, February 18th. What? You're working from Maui until May? Well, that's okay. The AMA gets underway at 9. Wherever you are, just remember to visit the events section of gsa.gov at www.gsa.gov slash events to learn more and register for the next Mass Office Hours on February 18th. Welcome back to Fast Focus, a look at what's happening in and around GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. I'm Joan Kornbluth. Joining me now is self-described bot enthusiast Jeff Lau, FAS Region 2 Regional Commissioner and Executive Sponsor of FAS's new Process Automation Center. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jeff. Uh, can you start things off by telling us a little bit about the new Process Automation Center? Like, what's it all about? Sure, Joan. Uh, I'd be happy to talk about it. Uh, so uh, the Fast Process Automation Center is tied strategically to the broader Fast initiatives. Um, over the last several years, there's been numerous projects across the Fast Enterprise focused on uh, various aspects of automation, um, especially robotic process automation, which we've been leading out of uh, Region 2. Uh, we're excited to kind of pull all that together and really find synergies and leverage the expertise across the organization to ensure there's no duplication and really find efficiencies to really greatest impact the uh, FAST organization. Okay, so now it's time to get down to basics, robotic process automation. I know what RPA isn't. It isn't robots coming in to take people's jobs away, but what does RPA mean for GSA exactly? How is it being used? RPA is actually being leveraged across 
uh, GSA. Uh, there is a large initiative uh, led out of the OCFO uh, known as the uh, RPA program or GSA's RPA program uh, within FAST and uh, robotic process automation as a technology to streamline a lot of the uh, acquisition and procurement related work that we do on a daily basis. Uh, what it's great uh, at focusing on is really the kind of repetitive, uh, mundane type work uh, that requires maybe pulling data from one sheet into another or cutting and pasting information or pulling information from different uh, government websites or internal systems and dropping it into uh, templates and documents that are leveraged by the workforce. Uh, a great example of that is uh, the Truman Automation. Uh, that was the first fast automation focused on supporting the acquisition workforce in the multiple award schedules program. And what it does is actually pull data from uh, a vendor's new offer, as well as from uh, government websites, drops it into policy approved templates that can be leveraged by the acquisition workforce. In FY20 alone, uh, we saved over 4,000 uh, hours uh, in uh, labor by having the automation pre-populate some of these documentations for dissemination to the workforce. How many hours? Uh, over 4,000 hours. Wow. So, that, so it's really a great time-saving um, measure. Absolutely. When you, I, I started my career as an 1102, actually in the schedules program. And one of the things that I realized back then was I was spending a lot of time doing from one document, retyping it or cutting and pasting it into another uh, 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 template or a form. That time adds up. Uh, and, you know, the 4,000 hours saved will allow the workforce to do a lot of the more higher uh, critical thinking type work, contract negotiations, uh, market research, uh, you know, engagement with the industry uh, partners, to really get a more robust offering approved. I'm Joan Kornbluth. You're listening to GSA Fast Focus. If you've got questions about anything you're hearing today or someone you'd like to hear featured on the program, send us a note. The email address is gsafastfocus at gsa.gov. That is gsafastfocus at gsa.gov. We're talking with Jeff Lau, GSA's Region 2 Federal Acquisition Service Regional Commissioner and Executive Sponsor of GSA's New Process Automation Center. If you're a regular listener to this program, you'll know that this is the time when I pull out our kind of cloudy crystal ball and ask the guests to polish it up a bit and give me a look ahead. Where is RPA, Robotic Process Automation, headed at GSA, Jeff? I view RPA as a bridge um, or even a really supersized strong band-aid to help bridge the gap from where we want to be from a systems and technology standpoint to the future. Uh, there's a lot of major fast uh, wide initiatives such as catalog management um, and the calm effort uh, to standardize our acquisition systems. That's the future. Um, and those are initiatives that will take uh, several years before we actually achieve the vision and goals of those initiatives. I view RPA as an opportunity to help alleviate and help uh, support the workforce from a systems and technology perspective until we can reach those ultimately end goals. I think if we are still talking about the Truman automation uh, three to five years from now, 
that means we would have done a disservice to the workforce. Uh, these are merely systems and automations to help bridge the gap into the larger initiatives are completed. How did you get interested in um, robotic process? It's funny, I, I'm actually not a technology guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, uh, I started off my career as 1102, but I, I was always, always interested in process improvement, uh, Lean Six Sigma, um, Kaizen, those type of things. Um, and a Tony Freighter, who's my deputy up in New York, uh, he actually had a technology background. And one day uh, we were talking and I was telling him, hey, when we get some time, uh, we'd love to do some process improvement in the region. And he shared an article with me about RPA and how the banking industry was actually leveraging it. And we started having some dialogue and some conversation and, and, and we realized we had something really interesting, uh, you know, in the palm of our hands. And uh, fast forward about, you know, two months later, uh, you know, I had the idea of, hey, let's try automating parts of what the 1102s do for the uh, multiple board schedule program. Tony downloaded a free trial version of uh, RPA software on his desktop, his personal personal computer. uh, And we started running scenarios. And after about 30 hours or so of programming, uh, we actually had two functioning automations uh, <laughs> that are the foundation of what Truman is today. So where else do you think that it can be used um, at GSA? Maybe some offices that, that we don't think of as being, you know, processable. Yeah, well, when you bridge by almost every CXO organization uh, today, a lot of that work is being led uh, by the uh, OCFO GSA RPA program. I really think uh, from a fast perspective, you know, we have acquisition in our name. Um, I think that's where you can get the most value add uh, and, and really have the greatest impact across the enterprise. But there's also opportunities to do some non-traditional acquisition-related functions uh, within the organization. I think what's key is what is highly uh, repeatable, what's done by more than a handful of people. Um, When you can focus on those type of initiatives or those types of process, uh, that's where you're going to link type uh, value adds from doing the automations that are really impactful. And that's what we should be looking for. Hey, what's the best uh, automations for the greater good versus an individual? So now when you're at home, for example, or walking down the street, do you look at things with different eyes and say, boy, that's something that could be automated? <laughs> uh, that, I mean, all the time. I, every time I back would look at, you know, how a certain... Uh, business was actually doing uh, the processing of creating and, and making your lunch. And I would be like, oh, that actually needs to be closer to the person chopping the salad or, you know, you need a certain type of person to do this type of work. I mean, that's how my brain operates. There's always, you know, process improvement focus. Uh, it, it's almost kind of fun and becomes a game. Uh, but you know, now that I'm at home, you know, I'd love to create an automation that can actually take care of my uh, three kids and help them get onto their Zoom sessions. But, you know, I'll have <laughs> to do that on my own spare time. 
<laughs> I'm Joan Kornblith. You're listening to Fast Focus from the U.S. General Services Administration. I'm talking to Jeff Lau, GSA's Region 2 Federal Acquisition Service Regional Commissioner and Executive Sponsor of GSA's New Process Automation Center. We've been talking about RPA, Robotic Process Automation, and how it's being used at GSA. I know we have just a few minutes left. Let's get back to Truman for a minute. How are you measuring the success of that project? Uh, as some quick backstory, okay. uh, when we first created Truman, um, it, it's actually named after uh, President Truman, who was uh, the founder of GSA uh, and helped establish it over 70 years ago. And we thought, uh, what, would, what, what could possibly be a better name for the first automation in uh, GSA and FAS than naming it after the president? that founded uh, the agency. Uh, so that's how Truman actually got its name. Uh, for Truman, uh, you know, we strategically focused on that because we knew that there was a much bigger play at hand and that's the uh, schedules consolidation effort that Stephanie Shutt from the Mass PMO has been leading over the last uh, two plus years. And with any kind of streamlining and standardization, that's ripe for automation. Uh, that we're using different types of templates to do new offer reviews, being streamlined into one. Um, that drives efficiencies, uh, that drives effectiveness, um, and those are great opportunities for automation. Uh, we're continue, continuing to do enhancements to Truman. Um, we expect to have uh, final proposal revision templates included as part of those deliverables in early Q2 um, and are currently surveying uh, the workforce to get more ideas on, hey, what works? What doesn't work? What would you like to see? Uh, so right now, um, you know, as long as we can continue providing those uh, outputs on a daily basis, continue getting them in the hands into the acquisition workforce so that con can more quickly uh, do reviews of new offers. Um, that, that, that's the end goal, uh, just to make the life of the 1102 uh, workforce a little bit easier and then looking to expand that to touch other areas of FAS. So easy and efficient. That's true. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Jeff. If you've got any questions for Jeff Lau or would like to learn more about Truman or any of the programs that we've been talking about, drop us a line. The address is gsafastfocus at gsa.gov. Coming up, news of another great training opportunity and some fascinating fast facts. I'm Joan Kornbluth, and you are listening to GSA Fast Focus. Welcome back to Fast Focus, a look at what is happening throughout GSA's Federal Acquisition Service. I'm Joan Kornbluth, joined now by Max Stempora with news of another great training opportunity for you. Hi, Max. Hey, Joan. Thanks. Uh, so RFIs, or mm -hmm. Request for Information, uh, they're a part of how we dialogue with industry. I've heard from some of our partners that they can sometimes be daunting or confusing, maybe, uh, especially when they're just getting started. I am pleased to see that we've got a session coming up on February 23rd that's dedicated to explaining more about RFIs and how they can be a useful tool for businesses of all sizes. Our Market Research as a Service, or MRAS team, is putting this one on. MRAS sounds like a band from the 80s. 
Yes, it does. Any idea of what's on tap with the MRAS people? MRAS is calling this training Making Market Research Easy, Enhancing Industry Partnerships. And they say that attendees will walk away with a better understanding of why GSA collects industry responses and how the data collected shapes future purchasing decisions. So it looks like what they're going to do is give people some some insight into how to respond to GSA's RFIs and maybe hand out some tips and tricks. The experts are going to be there to give you ideas into how to best fill out all those important surveys, because really that's what an RFI is. It's a fancy survey. That sounds absolutely right, Joan. And it really is useful for us at GSA. So if you can attend the training, I hope you do. Okay. I see that registration info is now up on the GSA events page. Just go to gsa.gov, scroll down to the events section to find out more. The date again, February 23rd, the title, Making Market Research Easy, Enhancing Industry Partnerships. And much easier to go there and read about it than for us to talk about it. I'm Joan Kornbluth. Coming up on Fast Focus, a few fascinating fast facts. And try to say that five times fast or even once. Welcome back to GSA Fast Focus. I'm Joan Kornbluth, and we are almost out of time for today. I did want to leave you with a few fascinating fast facts this week about GSA's COVID response. Now, Max, I am sure that you have heard about GSA sourcing some really hard-to-get supplies during the pandemic. Hand sanitizer, for example. Through January 18th of 2021, and those are the most recent numbers we have, FAS has sourced 473,762 gallons of the stuff. That is a lot of hand sanitizer. That is enough to fill and stack soda cans 360 miles high. Of course, if you stood those soda cans on their sides, they'd stretch from Washington, D.C. to Akron, Ohio, or they'd stack from Washington, D.C. to Worcester, Massachusetts, if you'd rather head in that direction. Of course, I think you would probably be cited for some something if you stacked a bunch of soda cans 462 miles, don't you think? I I think so. I think somebody would tell us uh, you were littering on the highway or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is not keeping things clean, but unless, of course, you're using the sanitizer to clean your hands. But while we are on the subject of keeping things clean, disinfectant and cleaning solutions. 700,221 gallons has been sourced by GSA. And let's put that into some kind of recognizable context, maybe pour it into an Olympic-sized swimming pool. So they hold 660,000 gallons of liquid. You would definitely be able to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool with all the disinfectant and cleaning solution that GSA has sourced, but no diving because who would want to swim in a swimming pool full of a uh, cleaning solution? Ugh. Can you, yeah. uh, can you imagine the smell coming out of there? This- yes. I mean, I'm not sure I'd even want to sit and read by a full, by a pool full of cleaning solution, but you wouldn't have to worry about having to clean that pool for a long time. No, absolutely not. And I, I, I think you would get clean just from being near it. I think so. I think so. 
Well, okay, we have time for one more thing. Since we've started keeping stats on these things since last March, GSA has procured more than 72.8 million individual cleaning wipes. And I'm told if you laid those cleaning wipes down end to end, those 72.8 million cleaning wipes would cover 7,640 miles. And since we're into travel on that show, that's as far as a round trip flight from D.C. to Oslo, Norway, and back. And you probably have a couple of cleaning wipes left over to clear off the tray table in front of you on the airplane. Well, thankfully, those are all the fascinating fast facts I have for you today. Don't forget, if there is anything else fast-related that you would like to learn about or somebody you'd like to hear featured on GSA Fast Focus, let me know. Send a note to gsafastfocus at gsa.gov. That is G-S-A-F-A-S-F-O-C-U-S at gsa.gov. I'm Joan Kornbluth. I put the words together. Max Stempora is the producer with assistance from Domini Artis. Thank you to Jeff Lau for joining us in the studio this week. Fast Focus is a production of the U.S. General Services Administration's Office of Strategic Communications.